0: How he moved from Iran at age 13, and he's so grateful for Western culture. How to go about setting goals the right way. How to not let your own resistance hold you back from reaching your potential and so much more coming right up. This is episode number two, two, one, with the super passionate Nikki Blue. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I'm here because you wanna be the best version of yourself, but there are so many things that you need to do to get there. And because it's overwhelmingly complicated, it's easy to lose focus. It's easy to lose a sense of direction. And that's why so many people end up falling short of their true potential. That's why I create videos, podcasts, and fitness programs to keep you on track to your best you. Be sure to go to nickcarrier.com to learn more. Today, I'm pumped to bring you the energetic, the inspiring, and the super successful thought leader coach, Nikki Baloo. Nikki Baloo is a champion for freedom, free enterprise, and the most important person in our society, the entrepreneur you're going to love his passion around goal setting and around helping other people achieve their dreams. As you're listening, be sure to tag me on Instagram at carrier underscore best you and tag Nikki at Nikki Blue, which is N-I-C-K-Y-B-I-L-L-O-U. Now, before we get into the episode, Monday mornings I know can be the bane of your existence. It can seem impossible to get motivated on a Monday morning, but not if you receive my Monday Motivation Trio 111 newsletter. Every Monday, I send out one motivational quote, one inspiring video, and one badass workout to get your week started off with a bang. Just go to nickcarrier.com slash 111 newsletter to get this in your inbox every Monday morning. Again, it's nickcarrier.com slash 111 newsletter. Without further ado, here's to getting closer to your best you with the super inspiring Nikki Ballou. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I'm super fired up today to have the one and only Nikki Blue with me. Uh, I just want to start off by saying, Nikki, thanks so much for spending the time with me today.
1: Nick, my man, it's great to be with a fellow Nick. It's always a, a blast to be able to have that powerful Nick energy going together. So thank you for having me.
0: Amen to that. I love it. I love it. Well, to introduce you here real quick, Nikki, uh, you're the number one international best-selling author of the book Finish Line Thinking. How to think and win like a champion, and also the author of the book Thought Leaders Journey: A Fable of Life. Um, you're also an in-demand and highly inspirational speaker to corporate companies such as RBC, Lululemon, and Royal LePage, uh, and you're the co-founder of e Circle Academy, where you run a year-long mastermind and educational program uh, where you take all people from all industries to help them become authorities in their niche, and you're the host of the number one podcast on thought leadership, the thought leader revolution. Um, So super excited to get into a lot of stuff today, but the way I want to start is to give everybody a little bit more context on you and kind of where you're coming from. So you grew up in Iran, and you moved at the age of 13, you went to Greece for a couple years, and then you moved to Canada around the age of 15 or so. And that's kind of where I want to pick up. When you first moved to Canada around that middle teenage years, which can be a tough time for a lot of people kind of figuring out where they fit in and who they are. What was one of the biggest challenges for you at 15 when you moved to Canada?
1: Honestly, just trying to understand the culture was very different than the cultures that I'd been raised in. And uh, it was tough. It took me several years to, uh, to get used to it. But one thing that became clear to me over time was that I lived in a free country. You could speak what you wanted to speak you could vote for whom you wanted to vote for. You could criticize the leaders of the government without, you know, being tossed in a dark cell and having your your life be threatened. And that was a beautiful thing. Uh, uh, so while it was challenging to be sure to get used to the culture and there were definitely some hard knocks along the way, I quickly realized that I'm I won the lottery. I'm one of the blessed people in the world. I'm one of eight percent of people who get to live in a country where really going hungry isn't a thing. Where you actually get to create a life of your dreams, and if you've got to get up and go to pursue those dreams, you can make them happen for yourself.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. And so I didn't even think about this question until you just said it. But I feel like everybody, to a certain extent holds themselves back and suppresses themselves, whether or not it's them or the environment that they live in, they're suppressing themselves and holding themselves back to for some sort of reason. and then, Maybe they might realize that hopefully at some point in their life that I don't need to hold myself back anymore or this doesn't need to be the thing holding me back. Was there ever anything that you realized like when you, when you moved to Canada, like, oh, I can actually go do this now. Like I'm not in this environment where I'm held back or where I'm suppressed any longer. Was there ever anything that was like, oh, I can go do this. I'd never been able to do this before.
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that, that really struck with me was I can go and think of the kind of future I want to create for myself. You know, and that was a beautiful thing. I can go ask out girls on dates because <laughs> back home in Iran, that wasn't a thing, right? Like you just couldn't do that quite easily uh, because, you know, the government, it was an Islamic theocratic government and uh, boys and girls were segregated in schools. And over here, man, it was amazing. <laughs> you know, I was a teenager, there were girls all around. I could ask them out on dates. It's a beautiful thing. So for me, that was awesome and wonderful.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I think it's, it's awesome that you have the, you're able to have the perspective of the difference between the two, because I do think there's that something as simple as that is something that definitely a lot of us take for granted. Like, I think that if I had that perspective and knowing what it was not like to be able to do that, then I would probably ask out a lot more girls than I currently do. (laughs) So I think that's awesome. But
1: You you, you should, brother. You told me you should go out there.
0: Go for it. (laughs) Um, But to kind of pick up on your timeline a little bit. So uh, moved to Canada at 15, but then to to fast forward a little bit, I know you worked in kind of corporate Canada for maybe around eight years or so, and then you kind of were almost given an opportunity where the company that you worked for – a dot com a dot com company kind of um, went into the crapper and you were in this time where you had to fend for yourself. And I learned that you became a fitness coach. so i want you I wanted you to kind of take us back to that time where the job with a corporate company was no longer, and you had to fend for yourself. What was that like? What kind of level of urgency did that provide for you?
1: Huge level of urgency, my friend. Um, you know, for a while, uh, I, I went and I consulted for some companies, but that 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 didn't last for too, too long. And uh, I was almost out of money, you know, and I'd uh, recently gotten married. And that wasn't a good thing, being out of money and being recently married, right? So uh, I was open to new possibilities and the good Lord provided them for me. And one of the things that happened very quickly was one night I was with some friends of my, my, my then wife's. said hey so what are you up to and I told them and I go man like tough right now and they said well what do you like I said I like fitness He says, well have you ever thought of coaching anybody yeah well not really blah 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 the next day someone called me and said hey I just talked to Kimberly and Kim said that you're a fitness coach I need a fitness coach and I'm like okay and so two minutes later I had my first client I didn't even get that client myself it was unbelievable but you know, I started working with this lady. Then I got a friend of mine I approached, and he said, "I'll help you out," and he did. He signed up for a whole bunch of fitness sessions with me, so it was like I think four or five thousand dollars worth, which was all the money in the world to me at the time. And I'm, I'm like, "This is awesome, man!" And then I went, and I started to build a fitness career for myself, and then I was introduced by another friend of mine to an Olympic gold medalist by the name of Mark McCoy. He introduced me to. One of Canada's most famous athletes at the time, Donovan Bailey, was another Olympic gold medalist. And between the work that I did with Mark and Donovan, we started a company called Transform. And very quickly, I was somebody. I had a name. I had a a high-level brand because I was associated with someone else who had a world-famous brand. And I I didn't look back. I was Nikki Baloo Fitness Coach. And I created a brand out of that called the CEO uh, Health Coach. I started coaching some of Canada's top CEOs, which was a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. I I wrote some programs. I wrote some books. I co-published a book with Mark McCoy called Mark McCoy's Gold Medal Fitness Secrets, Raw and Real. And and, and it really was a fantastic thing. But I realized that as much as fitness was fun, I wasn't using all the gifts that God gave me. I felt like I wasn't fulfilling my purpose and my destiny. And my marriage fell apart around the same time. And I, I, I went to an event where A fellow was doing a talk and spoke to me. It resonated. So I approached him at the end of the talk and I said, hey, man, I think I should work with you. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I want $5,000 for five hours of coaching. I'm like, whoa, that was a lot of money to me at the time. And I said, I don't have that kind of money. He goes, I know. I said, you do? He goes, yeah, well, listen, I'm going to give you some free coaching. I said, okay, give it to me. He said, "Doesn't matter how much money you have, it matters how bad do you want change all right. He said, if you want change, you're going to come up with the money. And if you don't, you won't. I said, all right, give me a couple of days. And in a couple of days, I came up with a couple thousand bucks. And he said, no, no, no. I said 5,000. I said, listen, how many people have you given this little speech to that you gave me the other day? He goes, oh, 30, 40. I went, all right. How many of them besides me came up with any money? He says, oh, you're the first. I said, all right, take my money and I'll give you the rest within 30 days. And I'll sign a contract to that effect. He said, all right, all right. And I did. I paid him the money. And then within Six months, I'd made $100,000, which was more money than I'd ever made in a six-month period before. Yeah. And I wrote my best-selling book, Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion at that time. Uh, and uh, what we did at that time was we really, really took that to the whole next level. And as a result of taking it to the whole next level, brother, I started to get tons and tons of coaching clients. And one of my last fitness clients became... Uh, my business partner and starting eCircle, And we started eCircle, and we, we started a peer group for entrepreneurs and I still did coaching, but we did this peer group for entrepreneurs. And then he said, look, we need to do something more than this because there's a lot of people who do this. And he came up with the concept of creating a program for other coaches and consultants and thought leaders. And so we did that and we borrowed uh, from the work of Matt Church from Thought Leaders Global in Australia. And Thought Leaders Global, created Thought Leaders Business School. Matt Church wrote the book, The Thought Leader Practice. Phenomenal book, all about how to take your expertise and monetize it. Uh, But it was different from a lot of North American gurus, Nick. A lot of North American gurus are what I call charlatan marketers and sizzle sellers. You know what I'm saying? They sell you the sizzle. They're not selling you steak. You're not feasting on steak. They're sizzling in your mouth. And that sizzle tastes good, but it's not satisfying, man, because it's just sizzle. And they're charlatans because they're incredible marketers, but they don't deliver the goods. Less than 5% of the people who do these guys' programs actually get the results that they're asking for. Now, Matt Church and his programs in Australia, okay, 1,500 people have gone through these programs. Brother, over half have made a half a million to two and a half million a year. And of the remaining half, over 60% of those are making $250,000 to $500,000 a year. Those numbers spoke to me versus like the 5% that the North American charlatan marketers were all about. Now, some of the biggest names in industry here in North America, man, they sound great, but they don't deliver. I'm sorry, less than five percent of the people who buy their programs get results. Hmm. So we brought that to North America, and I'll tell you the majority of the people that we put through these programs have made an extra hundred thousand to up to eight point one million dollars a year. Now that guy was an outlier, but over, over 50% made an extra hundred K a year as a result of working with us. Yeah. Those are huge, huge results. And then we had about 20%. That made well over $600,000 a year as a result of working with us.
0: Yeah, that's
1: that's that's awesome. Fantastic stuff, man. Fantastic stuff. And that is what put me on the path that look, Nikki Baloo is all about this. I'm all about helping you get out of your comfort zone. I am the world's greatest butt kicker. If you're in business and you're not getting the results you need, biggest reason probably is the fact that you're still living in your comfort zone. You need to be kicked the heck out of it. I do that better than anybody on the planet. Yes, I know how to help people get their message dialed in. Yes, I know how to help them figure out who their ideal client uh, is. Yes, I know how to help them position themselves. But what I am the best in the world at is, if you're making X and you wanna make 5X or 10X, I'm the best in the world at getting you from X to 5X or 10X. Perfect. That, my friend is, is the genius of Nikki. I
0: love it, I love it. Well, let's, let's stick right on that then because like you kind of mentioned, there's maybe a lot of people here in in North America who have courses and 5% of people get the results that they want and obviously that has has probably a lot to do with the course itself but no matter what course anybody is taking it still has to do with the person who is consuming the course they actually have to take the action and so if you feel like one of your superpowers is to get people and push them out of their comfort zone that's not an easy thing to do and So what's the difference between somebody who does actually take the action and actually does follows through with what you say and gets out of their own comfort zone versus somebody who's not able to take that step? Well,
1: you know, it's about commitment. It's about being decisive versus a dabbler. It's about being somebody who's going to buy a car rather than kick the tire. You've got to have that, that mentality, but you know, at, at the same time, you can't do it alone. You can't do it by yourself. Hashtag don't do 2020 alone, baby. You do 2020 alone, you're not going to, you're not going to win or you're not going to win the way you should win. But if you're part of something bigger than yourself, part of a community, part of an organization, and that, that's really what our community inside of East Circle Academy, and frankly, all the whole bunch of communities that I'm a part of, not all of what your business communities are all about, is that we create an atmosphere, an ethos, so that you're not by yourself. There was a dude today, he was on this call we had about this new challenge, 90-day challenge we're unleashing, and he's been talking about writing a book forever. And he's like, oh, and someone else said, hey, I got an idea for you. Put your book, pre-release it on Amazon. You got 90 days to get it done. And if you don't get it done, Amazon is going to be really ticked off with you. So he's like, oh, my God, I never thought of that. And the community gave him that answer. I didn't give him that answer. The community gave him that answer. And that's a beautiful answer. And he's going to do that. and That's going to get him off his stuff and it's going to get him to
0: complete the book. So he's going to, so just to understand the story, he's going to like put the book out there having not even really finished it yet. Really that, that, that's awesome. That that's day. awesome. I think I, there, is, there is such a powerful message in that and just like placing yourself in that level of comfort that just forces urgency upon yourself that everybody can apply to their life in some way shape or form i know in my life the one of the things that one of the time periods where i felt the most urgency was when i first started a job when i moved to nashville and then i stopped that job after a few weeks and so i'm a i'm a fitness trainer too and i started coaching a little bit but i needed i needed to make some money and when i was like partially unemployed that was like the highest level of urgency i ever had and ever since then, I've had varying, varying, I'm, I'm a pretty motivated guy and I've had varying levels of urgency, but I've chased down, like, how can I get that same level of urgency, that same level of uncomfort that gets me to take action at an insane level like I did in the past? And that's a great example of how that person did that.
1: Well, I'll tell you, it's, it, uh, it, it's really cool that you're in the fitness field. Um, some of our greatest success stories have been with fitness trainers because I've got an affinity for them, having been one myself. So one of the latest ones, I actually just interviewed him on my podcast. You ought, to, you ought to have a listen, my client, Callum Shaw. So Callum started off with me. I think he was 24, 25 years old. Uh, he was making three to $5,000 a month kind of consistently, but he wasn't breaking through that. We got him into the program. We got him to get clear on you know, who he was going after, what his message was, all that good stuff. We got him clear on positioning, but then I kicked his butt pushed him harder, made him raise his fees because he was undercharging like you wouldn't believe. And Callum went from three to 5K a month to consistently like 20, 25K. And his best month was 43K. And he told me that he recently had like a 60K month. You know, and that happens when somebody is on fire with purpose and on fire, ready to take the actions that's going to get them out of their comfort zone ready to win.
0: Yeah, and so kind of to your coaching ability of being able to kick people's butt and get them out of their comfort zone. Have you always felt comfortable like pushing people to their uncomfort level? Because I know sometimes, I know me sometimes as a fitness coach, i can sometimes debate whether or not, okay, do I really push this person right here or do I ease back and empathize with them right now? Have you always had that ability to know how to really kick people in the butt and get them out of their comfort zone?
1: Listen, brother, I'm a lion. I'm a tiger. I'm a bull. I don't I don't I don't do that soft stuff. Yeah. Just with my kids and with my lady man. (laughs) You come into my world, into my business, you're coming to my world because you want that that fire, you want that lion, that dragon energy. Otherwise, you don't go to a guy like me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you're coming to a guy like me, it's because you're ready to get your butt kicked because you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're sick and tired of making less than you're worth. You know, like. A guy like you, man, like you should be making at least a million dollars a year doing what you do, right? And if you came to me and said to me, okay, Nikki, you know what? I want to make a million dollars a year. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you at your word. And if you want to make a million dollars a year, I'm not gonna let you act like a hundred thousand dollar a year, man. I'm gonna make you act like a million dollar a year man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. I love it. I love it. Um, so with the different people that you've coached, whether it was whether it's fitness, whether it's business, whether it's building wealth, whatever it is you probably go through some sort of goal setting process, some sort of idea of like, okay, this is where I want to get to. When it comes to just like kind of goals in general, what is maybe the, the couple of things that you see when people are coming to you, they're approaching it the wrong way and you help them do it in the right way. So like, what's a couple of things that people are currently approaching goals in the wrong way? Not being specific, being
1: vague. Mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe how many people just say, I just want to make more money or I'd like to feel good at the end of the year. I mean, no, man, you need to be specific. How many people are you here to serve? How much money do you want to add to your bank account? So get specifics really, really important. Second thing is um, a lot of folks, they, they set the goal, but they don't create an action plan. And that's yeah. a mistake as well. There's a daily action plan. Like, for example, if you want to make... $100,000 more between now and the end of the year. First thing you got to do is you got to have conversations with prospects that are ready to buy what you have to sell. And if you're not ready to do that, or if if you think that that's going to somehow magically drop from the sky and you're not going to achieve the result. So when it comes to goal setting, you need to be specific. You need to have an action plan to go along with the setting. I
0: love it. I love it. Because, yeah, that's. Um, I'm glad that you said that. My... The way that I go about doing uh, fit my fitness training is I do a fitness goal setting program with people and I always make sure we have a very specific X to Y by when that we're going to we're gonna try to achieve the goal and make sure we're very specific with the strategy that they have a high level of belief in that is going to get them to that goal. So I think that's awesome. Um, I know that for me, with coaching people, one of the best ways that I can learn to coach people better and one of the best ways that I can learn to solve my customers' problems better is just by being able to be super aware and listen to my current clients to see what is going on with them and how they're working through solving their own problems. So I think learning from my coaching clients is is one of the best ways that I can learn. Has there ever been a, a coaching client that you've had, whether again, fitness, business, that you felt like you've learned maybe the biggest lesson from? You know, I learned something from
1: everybody that I work with. And I think coaching uh, is a two way street, right? Like you, you give and you get. Uh, and the, the exchange of energy in that respect is super important and super powerful. Um, but, but I'll tell you what, there was one client I worked with who just set bigger goals than I was setting. And wow. when this guy set one of his goals, it was absolutely insane how big this goal was. For someone in the coaching field. In fact, he was a personal trainer and he wanted to make a million dollars as a personal trainer. And I thought, damn, man, I love it. So let's help this guy make a million bucks. We started to think about what it would take to help him make a million bucks. And we created a plan. You know, he needed to have some bigger ticket items to sell. So we helped him put together some of these bigger ticket items. And he was able to sell a $35,000 a year fitness package. Wow! And and he sold twenty of those. You know, I mean, you think about that, Nick. He sold twenty of those, and that was seven hundred grand right there. And then he had a bunch of guys that were on a uh, quarterly fifteen hundred dollar plan, and it was a group coaching program that he did with those guys. And so that was about six grand a year. Wow! And God, I think he had something like a hundred people that signed up for that. Not all of them stayed for all four quarters, but you know, he made over three hundred fifty, three hundred seventy thousand dollars from that. So wow. that that's how he got to his million. He actually did one point one million that year, man. It was amazing. It was actually yeah. amazing. Yeah. And and I learned from that experience that a, it's possible for anybody, even a guy who as a personal trainer used to make twenty five dollars an hour, right? And he didn't have a car. He public transited it everywhere to go see his clients. So he had an hour session plus like probably an hour and a half each way to get to his clients. So he was making, you know, if you took his travel time into account, he's making like $11 an hour. It was insane. man. It's insane. And we took this guy to 1.1
0: million. That's pretty special. That's pretty special. I love the, I can just, I can feel your energy and your satisfaction behind you guys being able to do that for him and be able to serve him and, and direct him in that, in that particular way, which is, which is super cool. Um, I know that, one of the things that allowed you to write your book, uh, finish line Finish Line thinking, is you really wanted to, wanted to make sure that you observed high performers, athletes, business people, and different things like that and figured out, okay, what the, what's the commonalities from a lot of these people and how can I package this in a way and, and put it in a book? Is there a commonality of high performers that you realized that, okay, I'm not doing that enough right now and i need to apply that more into my life is there is there one that you picked out for you personally that that was the case for and that you started to apply and you maybe saw a bigger impact in your life because you applied it
1: now this is an interesting one but it's uh fail fast fail often you know i I was working with uh, olympic gold medalist mark mccoy and uh, I was sitting with him and I'm going, Hey, Mark. Um, so what happened, man? I mean, when you, when you raced, did you always win? He goes, no, man, I lost a lot. And, and, and I said, so what was the difference between when you won and you lost? He said, look, when I won, you know, I, I, I had a, a focused on winning and when I lost, uh, maybe it wasn't quite as focused. And, and I say more about that. He said, when I won, And I knew I was going to win. And when I lost, I wasn't so sure. And that's usually why I lost. And I said, what's the difference? He said, the difference between those two mindset was the level of my preparation. So when I had done the work to be fully prepared, when I cut no corners, my confidence was sky high and victory was almost always inevitable. When I cut corners and I hadn't done all the work to be fully prepared, victory was almost impossible because... I didn't feel the same level of confidence. I hardly ever won in those cases. And it just makes sense. Are you fully prepared? And it taught me you got to be fully prepared. You got to be fully prepared. If you're going to win, you got to be prepped. And so right now, between now and the end of the year, we're doing this new 90-day challenge called hashtag 90 strong, right? Finish 2020 strong, right? And what I've done for myself is I've set a goal to generate a certain amount of money. Uh, I've set a goal to meditate three times a day and spend two hours a day taking in positive inputs, right? And then the other goal that I've set for myself is I've set this powerful goal to um, eat a certain way for, for 30 of the 90 days and then I'm gonna do something else for the next 30 and something else for the next 30. So for the next 30 days, no no baked goods, no dairy, um, and flat water only. So I'm not going to drink anything except flat water. Mm. That is going to be a game changer from a fitness point of view, right? Because you know, baked goods right now, man—they're the enemy. I, I I love eating bread. I, I I didn't eat bread for almost 12 years, but I've been eating bread again lately. And I'll tell you something—it's it's delicious stuff, but it also isn't fitting into my plan to lean out a little bit more right now, right? So bread's out. And drinking flat water, man, zero calories, good stuff to hydrate you with. Yum, 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 water, water, water. That, that's where it's at, brother, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the final thing is, you know, no baked goods, flat water only, no dairy. And I love dairy. Dairy's good tasting stuff, but dairy like plugs me up. So dairy's out.
0: Yeah. So I absolutely love how you have kind of these 20, these end of the year 2020 goals for these three months. Um, super specific and, and you've got a strategy for them. I know it. I think a lot of people, there's a numerous reasons why people don't set goals, but a lot of people I know just don't set goals because they don't spend time, but they also just are like, I don't really know what I would set a goal of. And because, they, and because they have never practiced it before, they're like, oh, I don't really know what goal I would set right here at the end of the year. So what would you say to that person who is like, I want to set a goal for the end of 2020, but I'm not really sure what area of my life or what the goal should be. What's the process that I need to go through to determine that this is the goal that I need to set that's right for me right now?
1: Yeah, so what's the process you go through to set these goals? So to me, the process I'm using right now, and I recommend everybody use is this, a uh, 90-strong challenge for the end of the year. You've got a 90-day sprint happening. Pick three areas, a business goal, a fitness goal, and, and a spiritual goal, mindset goal, and just pick one very specific target in each. Excuse me. And so if you're in business for yourself, how much money do you want to make between now and the end of the year? Just get super specific about that. If, you, if you're uh, somebody who wants to have some fitness goals and achieve them, Great. So for me, I want to get my waist down uh, to uh, thirty inches. I haven't had that at that level for a long, long time. So to get it down there, I got to take certain actions on a daily basis. And then from a spiritual point of view, I just want to be somebody who's positive and happy all the time. And to to take in some of the negative inputs that the world has by, you know, listening to the news or uh, listening to some of the negativity that's out there on social media. That's not going to do that. So I got to spend more time with positive inputs and much less time with negative inputs. So that, that's what I've decided to do. So if someone's listening to this, just say, hey, I got a fitness goal, great. I got a business goal, great. And I got a spiritual goal or a mindset building goal, great. If, if you pick these three, they're, they're small enough that you can wrap your arms around it, uh, yet they're, they're, not, they're not so small that you know they're almost meaningless
0: for you to go after them and achieve them. Yeah, no, I love that. I like that process. So I love I love your story all the way from having been been from Iran and then go to Canada have the corporate job get into the fitness thing and then continue to pivot and pivot and pivot after that. Is there a most important decision earlier on in your life that you made but you didn't realize the significance of it at the time, but then later on you realize like oh wow that was a really important decision that I made.
1: Decision to exercise on an almost daily basis has been one of the most important decisions of my life. I mean, I started that in my teens. I'm now in my early 50s, brother. And, you know, it's a wonderful thing to have lots of health and energy. So I'm really, really thrilled. And if there's one thing I could say to a young person right now is there's a few decisions you should make. One of them is to start uh, with good eating habits, lots of uh, healthy exercise and keep doing that for the rest of your life. Be a reader. like That's another good decision that I've made. And a decision I wish I'd made uh, is start saving money. You know, Start putting a certain amount of your money
0: away every month.
1: Yeah. You, you do those things, it's going to be really, really good for you.
0: I love it. I love it. It's, and it's just like, I love how basic it is. It's like it doesn't have to be that hard. It doesn't have to be that hard. Get back to the basics that most people talk about. But the reality of the situation is that eating healthy, reading, and saving money is something that a lot of people don't do but I, uh, I love the basic and the, the, the simplicity of that. Um, down, to the, uh, down to the last couple questions here, uh, Nikki. So for me, I think that in order to get closer to the best version of myself, I always constantly, every single day, am trying to gain clarity on what the best version of myself looks like, what that person is capable of. And then every single day, it's my goal to reverse engineer that person into reality. And so a question that I have found Really important for myself in order to do that. And the question that I'm going to present to you is, what's a skill or a piece of knowledge that the best version of yourself has that you don't currently have?
1: Well, I'll tell you, man. Um, one skill would be to go find an opportunity to make ten million dollars in a single deal. <laughs> you know, that would be a fantastic thing. Um, but your question around being the best version of yourself, I think is an important one. And I'd like to give a more more complete answer than just to, to say that to you. So one of my mentors is a writer by the name of Stephen Pressfield. He wrote a book called The War of Art. And I, I got to spend a day with Steve Pressfield just a little over a year ago in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, and Steve in The War of Art talks about the life you're living and the life you ought to be living and the gap between the two. And the gap in the two is filled by a force he calls resistance with a capital R. And a resistance is that part of you that wants to kill your ambitions and the best version of yourself dead. And resistance is evil. It's the part of you that wants you to sleep in. It's the part of you that says, hey, don't do the workout, eat that piece of cake. Don't make those sales calls, don't write. It's the part of you that has you Just stay away from greatness. And if you want to live life as the best version of yourself, you need to understand that on a daily basis, you're going to be fighting resistance. Resistance is going to try to knock you on your keister. And if you're going to live life as the best version of you, if you're going to live the life you ought to live, you need to recognize this and you need to kick resistance in the nuts before resistance kicks you in the nuts every single day and resistance is a sneaky SOB, and resistance will come at you 16 ways to Sunday. There is no permanent victory over it. So remember that on a daily basis. Read the book, The War of Art. Read my book, Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion as well. And uh, absolutely make sure that you uh, listen to this podcast and listen to my podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution, so you have all the tools you need in order to recognize resistance is coming at you and to kick it in the nuts before it kicks you in the
0: nuts. I got to say, that's got to be one of the, my favorite things I've heard on, on this podcast. I appreciate you bringing that up. And I also am fired up because uh, Franklin, Tennessee is like 20, 30 minutes south of me. So it's that's cool. But uh,
1: I, I love Tennessee. I love Nashville.
0: Yeah, yeah. Great place. I, I love it here as well. Um, well, before I ask the last question here, Nikki, I just want to acknowledge you for being able to have this first off, this level of gratitude because you've had the perspective of kind of like where you grew up and where you used to live and where you live now. I feel like even so many years later, you've been able to look at everything as like, I am so grateful for being able to have the opportunity for this because so many people out there don't have the opportunity and so many of us take for granted some of the amazing things that we have at our disposal and the different freedoms that we have. So I think it's awesome that you've been able to maintain that that level of gratitude. And I also want to acknowledge you for knowing that you're the kind of person who will kick people in the butt and get their lighter started um, and, and you're okay with bringing the, the heat out of them and making them get uncomfortable because that's what it is. That's what takes everybody to get to the next level is, is getting uncomfortable and for you to be able to, to be that spark for people I know is a game changer in, in so many people's lives and will continue to be so down the road. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Well, I know everybody's going to want to uh, go learn more about you and everything. So you guys need to make sure to go to Nicky360.com. That's where all his uh, websites, social media, and everything about him can be kind of found. That's a, that's a great spot. You need to also go to eCircleAcademy.com. Um, you can learn more about his uh, mentor, mentoring and coaching and um, thought leader coaching. And he's got a program for clinic owners as well there. And then uh, you can look, you can check out his book, Finish Line, Thinking and the Thought Leader's Journey over on Amazon. And you need to subscribe to his podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. Anywhere else that I'm missing that people need to go check out?
1: Man, you, 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 you got it pretty complete. But you know, one of the things I want to offer to your listeners is if they go either to Nikki360.com or to EastCircleAcademy.com, there is a way to get on my calendar. So if anyone's listening to this podcast, I want to offer all your listeners a gift. It's a gift that's worth a thousand bucks more than that. Frankly, if they want to take advantage of it, and that gift is an hour, uh, forty-five minute long, excuse me, uh, visioning session, where I call it a success call. Where we'll sit down and help you create a blueprint for taking you to success for the rest of twenty twenty and beyond. And it's absolutely free. There's, there's, there's no, no, uh, no gimmicks. You know, no, uh, no obligations of any kind if you go and you book that call, I will give you my best for that 45 minutes to help set you up for victory inside your business for the rest of the year or for 2021. So make sure you take advantage of that. And especially if you're somebody right now who's doing well in their business, but they want to do better, or maybe you've you've been stuck on a plateau, take advantage of that right away.
0: Yeah, and if if that at all sounds... Attractive to you you're gonna pull up the site you're gonna see the button and then resistance is gonna start coming to you saying oh You don't need to do that fight that resistance click the damn button if if you think that's something that would that would work well for you Um, So last question here Nikki is I think that getting closer to the best version of yourself is a constant journey And I also think it's a unique journey I think that the way that I'm gonna get closer to the best version of myself is gonna be a little bit different than the way that you get closer to the best version of yourself so for you personally if there are three things that you can currently do or three things that you can currently work on to get closer to that best version of Nikki Blue that you could possibly be. What are those three things that you could currently do or work on?
1: Number 1 is listen 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 better. I work with my better half and by the way Nick, you should you should bring her on your show man. She's a rock star. She has set three Guinness World records for running 12 hours on a treadmill starting in her 40s, bro. That is like rock star level. She's like a feminine David Goggins. You know who David Goggins is? She's like a feminine David Goggins. So you definitely want to bring her on your show and have her her, in her inimitable feminine way show show you how she did 12 hours on a treadmill. Not once, not twice, but three times. Uh, Three world records. Really, really cool. So you definitely uh, want to be listening to people. So it's super, super important. Take your listening skills to the next level, especially if you're a man, you need to be a better listener, man, because that doesn't come easily to us men. No question about that. That's number one. Secondly, acknowledge the people around you more. Acknowledge them for their greatness. Acknowledge them for what they're awesome at or what's awesome about them. And I think that just uplifts people around you. They're gonna feel better. you know. And then thirdly, man, uh, don't do stuff alone. Don't do stuff alone. Like for me, Building team more and more is amazing. So acknowledging people around me is something I'm stepping up to the next level and I'm going to work on building team around me. Team team is everything. Don't do anything alone. Everything's a team sport. And that's my deal right now is I'm, I'm, I'm uh, fixing to become better at team sports.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Three great things, Nikki. I really appreciate it. That's all we got today. Awesome. Thank you, Nick. God bless. There you have it. Such a great episode with Nikki. I hope this motivates you to crush the end of 2020 because while it's been a crazy year with some difficult challenges, there is still plenty of time left to end it on a high note. Make sure you share this episode with a friend or family member who you think would get something from it. Share this with someone who is looking to take their health and fitness to the next level. Send it to an entrepreneur who is wanting to take their business to the next level and send it to someone who is struggling to finish their 2020 strong. You never know when an episode like this could change the game for someone that you know and love. Just send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast slash Nikki Blue so they can get the audio, the YouTube video, and the show notes. Remember, get out of your comfort zone. Anytime you feel resistance starting to hold you back from doing something you know you need to do, fight it. Anytime you feel resistance telling you to eat that cake, fight it. Anytime it's telling you to press news, to not make that phone call, to not ask that girl out, fight it. When you fight resistance, you get stronger. When you fight resistance, you get out of your comfort zone. And when you get out of your comfort zone, you will undoubtedly get closer and closer to your best you.